You're listening to The Camel Cast, where your hosts, Jackie Smith and Lisa Vogley. Hey, Camel Country, it's your co-host, Lisa Vogley, and I'm here with Jackie Smith on our new vamped up edition of The Camel Cast. How you doing, Jackie? I'm doing all right. Uh, happy to be back. Happy to be back. It's been a long time. We had a little hiatus, but we're back and better than ever, right? Absolutely. Excited <laughs> to be here. Excited to be back. We're back in action. We've <laughs> talked to each other all summer, but we're here again. We had to do a special guest to kick this back off. So the one and only, a flannel aid friend, we'll explain what that is at another time, Jim Ward. How you doing, my man? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Living the dream. Better with you here. Excited that you're here. You cannot give a flannel aid shout out unless you guys explain what flannel aid is. We can certainly explain. We can do it. Jackie, I'm I'm going to let you take the reins on that one. Sure. Sure. So when, uh, you know, the COVID-19 pandemic kind of took hold and we all got kicked back home and the campus went remote in the spring. Uh, as a department, we kind of needed to revamp some things and be creative and think about some other ways of recruiting, um, of engaging athletes. So we kind of came up with a subcommittee, uh, myself, my co-host Lisa, the brilliant mind of Jim Ward, and also Luke Mayer, who is our uh, men's track and field and cross country coach. And we kind of I don't even know how did we get onto the flannel aid. We talked about flannel shirts and coming to the financial aid, something about financial aid, and then we just the Canadian tuxedo that Jim Ward loves to wear, <laughs> yeah. of denim on denim. That's, that's right. That's right. So we were busting chops about you and Ward wearing flannel, and then questions about financial aid and kids, and we just said we're the flannel aid. That's right. And now the entire department knows our group as Flannel Aid since we signed all of our emails as Flannel Aid and it's stuck. And it's I like it. Too damn hot to wear flannel. <laughs> yeah, it is. But we, we we all have these clearly defined roles. You can tell that we're coaches. So um, you know, Luke and Jackie are are by far our tech savvy, bring bring up ideas and things. Lisa brings some incredible energy and uh, <laughs> um to the table and uh great ideas and then i'm kind of the old guy who um a bit of the elder statesman so i'm the one who vets everything and i you know you guys you have this young enthusiasm that you guys want to get after things i'm like whoa oh hold hang on let's 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 make sure we we're on the right track here and uh before we get into complete d mode and uh it's a good dynamic to have, though. It's a good so dynamic. It and, and it's been a lot of fun for me, and I've learned a ton, and we've done a lot of stuff. And so it's really, it's, I think it's really helped out with our recruiting when we did that junior virtual seminar. I think that the on-campus uh, video, the on-campus audio tour, when people could drive through campus, um, it's been, you know, it's been... Uh, a, a lot of stuff that we put in plus um, all don't forget the media. covid how to blow your nose w- oh. swab your nose video station how to, how to test twice a week best so testing best testing in, your mouth. Video in the northeast by far so you know, we <laughs> shout out to uh 
Corey Bregley, our, our mom's assistant coach for being our model for that. That's Absolutely. true. Absolutely. So, um, so yeah, it's probably in, in my time coaching in summer, it's been as busy, if not the busiest um, summer I've ever had when it's, when it comes to, to work at the college in terms in our preparation for the year. So um, it hasn't, you know, it hasn't been all bad, you know, so we've, we've gotten a lot of things done and a lot of things that are going to carry through and be really helpful for all of us moving forward. So good. So glad we got flannel eight out of the way. Um, but for those that don't know you that well, um, can you give our listeners just a little bit of background? Where are you from? Um, you know, what do you coach? How long you been at Con? All that. Thanks for having me. Uh, I appreciate it. I'm the men's ice hockey coach here at Connecticut College. I've been here for 17 years. And, uh, um, and I've had the good fortune of working here. Um, I've had the good fortune of, of working here with the great staff of coaches all the way through and a wonderful um, group of, of, of young men each year um, moving forward, which now some of them as alums are getting older, having kids, married and all that good stuff. So, um, you know, it's been, it's been a bit of a journey here for, for me and my family in this area. So it's, it's been a ton of fun. Um, originally from, uh, grew up in Western Canada and outside of Calgary, Alberta and moved to Ottawa and, uh, um, played junior hockey outside of in a, in a town called uh, Carlton Place, Ontario, and I was fortunate enough to play college hockey at um, uh, Canton, SUNY Canton, and then transferred to SUNY Geneseo, finished there, um, met my wife there as an RA in the dorm my senior year, and that, that's a good story. And uh, Can't wait to hear it on our next episode. Went on to uh, work at Norwich University. Union College when we transitioned from uh, Division Three to Division One. Um, I, I'm fortunate to be a high school teacher, uh, dorm, you know, dorm head, um, uh, college counselor, and head hockey coach at Northfield Mount Hermon School for seven years, and then as at Princeton for three, and then here. So, um, ton of experience in a bunch of different places, and uh, really incredibly fortunate to be in the role that I, that I have now. And, uh, it's, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a ton of fun all the way through. So. so you've um, worn, you've worn a lot of hats. You've worn the coach hat, you've worn the son, husband, dad, but there's a new hat coming on pretty soon, right? Next month. So we got a big time hat. That is hat right. Yep. Jennifer, Jennifer Ward is, um, due in, in October and, uh, yeah, going to be a, Proud grandfather moving forward. Grandpa Jim. What is yeah. your what is your grandpa name gonna be? That's a really good question. That's a that's a good question. We've we've thrown a few out there. So process? Um, what do you guys say? What do you say in Canada instead of process? The the, the process of deciding process. Yeah, of deciding uh, what that's a good I will good say call. from from watching my father go from dad to grandfather it's he he thought he was just gonna be grandpa and you end up just being whatever they call you he's like pop pop now i think we're gonna we're gonna it's probably gonna be organic and we'll see how it goes so <laughs> and it's and, gonna be a boy and it's gonna be a boy and uh Cute. You know, and, and i'm um uh as a uh <laughs> yeah 
I'm, I'm eager to, to go visit, spoil, and then leave and sleep in my yeah. home. So it'll be, fun. it'll be fun. So really excited for them. Um, awesome. And uh, good. And, you know, and, and this has been a great area to uh, raise our kids. So, um, and, and now they're, they're all doing pretty well for themselves. That's for sure. Um, awesome. So, yeah. uh, so your, your team's back on campus now. We've mm-hmm. moved in and, and all that. So what have you, uh, I guess, what, what have you been up to? Um, well, it's, it's just so different and weird, you know, the way things are set up. But, um, but what, what is the same is the same energy. You know, kids are really excited to be back. We're excited to be back. We're excited to be together. Um, we, you know, obviously have to live our lives very differently, um, but it doesn't take away from the fact that you're with your teammates and, um, and, and ready to roll and having a ton of fun. We, um, we had a Zoom last Friday. Um, we had a leadership Zoom on Saturday with Dean Arcellus. Um, I had a leadership Zoom with uh, Mark Gouvermont with Coaching to Connect on Tuesday night, which was excellent. And then yesterday, um, we had a, uh, a Zoom with uh, Coaching to Connect and our freshmen um, and, uh, and, and, our, and our returning leaders. And it, that was a really good session and, and exciting. You can tell these guys are fired up. And, and they've put a lot of thought into what they want to get out of the year, um, our older guys, which is a great – um, example for our for our freshmen who are on campus who are still trying to figure out you know what's what and uh, so we're excited about our group this year that's for sure um, and then at the end of the week we'll do a team builder with uh, coaching to connect and then once we get through our quarantine we'll be able to do some stuff outside and um, and, and get together and do some meeting so it's been awesome and, and for the listeners who are uh, familiar coaching to connect is a uh, a company that we're partnering with, Mark Gouvermont, um, who was brought in by our hockey peeps who knew him from Canada, right? Got a Canadian yeah. connection there, and he's been awesome. He's been working with our uh, our athletic department and, and working on a lot of communication yeah. and leadership. And mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, the, the, you know, we, we've... I, I can't claim to to know that I we brought Mark in, but I'm a, a benefactor of that. And uh, you know, coaching to connect, and he is from pretty close to where we lived. We spent a night with him when we were up recruiting in the fall last year, and it was a ton of fun. But you know, basically, Mark has just you know laid out a a, a roadmap map and a game plan for how we're going to communicate with each other. Talks a lot about. Um, identifying personality types, the best way to communicate with them. Um, high D, baby, high D. Um, high D as well, uh, driver. Uh, it's going to shock uh, you guys, but I'm an S. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Stop, and once know. again, there's nothing wrong with what we are. Yeah, exactly. And so we, we need to um, – and, and just – it's funny. It's just the conversations that and, – and that in, improved communication has led to – a ton more trust on our team and, uh, um, and allowed us to do some things, um, you know, that, I, I, you know, in my time I haven't been able, you know, really experienced. So this is, this has been a good, um, it's re-energized, um, a, a couple of coaches on campus and, uh, given us some ideas as to how to do different, you know, do things differently and, and keep up with, the 
that that changing student athlete and the changing environment that we work within. Yeah, for sure. We all, all three of us get the opportunity to yeah. work with him and for, for re, all different reasons. We all have different personalities, but I know Mark has been good in uh, helping this high D calm down a little bit when needed. So yeah. we, unfortunately, you've had a, you've had a good amount of time with him. I know it's uh, with us, ours got cut short a little bit because of, COVID and things like that. But I know our players were really excited to kind of take it into season because we were working with him, you know, mm -hmm. off season um, and seeing how things like that could be translated during season, the communication translated in season, you know, mm -hmm. when sometimes that locker room can get a little bit stiff or group of 30 wants to, uh, you know, go at each other a little bit sometimes. So it would have been, it would have been, I'm, I'm sad that we missed the opportunity this year because of COVID to not see that play out and use the tools he was giving. But I know you've had a lot of good experience with him. So it's a good thing that there's a three-year partnership <laughs> and we got another chance at it this year. So it's a three-year process. Process. <laughs> three-year process. No, I don't no, know why I say it like I'm a Brit, but. No, process. No. So, um, but Shout yeah. out to Mark. And, and yeah, Mark. Well, it's a huge, it's an added benefit to have, especially during a difficult, difficult time right now. And you can throw it into our bag of tricks and things that we're going to, you know, do with our, do with our guys and, uh, sure. and our players. So it's all good. You know, Jackie's built a basketball court in a parking lot behind here, by the way, the hockey team is excited about that. So we can, <laughs> our, our shooting station will be up and running for September 11th when they get out of quarantine. So we're out in the back. So it's going to be a busy place. Pretty excited about it. it. You know, the, one it. other thing I know that, um, you know, with the new rules where we can, um, where we can start earlier, we can start October 15th, Jackie, um, you and I, and then, uh, the spring sports with Lisa and lacrosse and stuff, they can do fall practices. And then, of course, our, our fall teams are practicing themselves. We'll have all of our athletes engaged all at the same time. Kids forget um, how much we love having them around. And, uh, and, and it's really important that they, they recognize that. And the energy with our group in particular is great. Um, it's, things are different here at Con. Um, half our team is living off campus, which is a very different um, vibe. And then the guys who are on campus, we have six freshmen um, who we um, have tried to incorporate into as many things as, as, as we can all along. But it's been, uh, wow, it's been, we've been busy. And um, so let me ask you right there. Wasn't there one point where you could live off campus, but then the college changed their rules and it was only on campus. So now the fact that you have people living off campus again, you've seen that kind of come and go, yeah, right? You know, they, they, they tried to do that. Um, uh, and uh, when they, when the campus population was pretty big and then um, they went back to it. And then with this COVID thing uh, now, I think we have 160 students that are living off campus and, you know, from my college career, I think it's great. I think living off campus and figuring out how to work that dynamic of getting your classes, cooking, you know, some of your meals, doing your own laundry, of course, but, you know, being a responsible tenant is really important. So I think there's a lot of life skills that these guys are going to get from this that will, will pay off in the future as opposed to living in a dorm for four years. You know, you get the best of, of, of all worlds um, in terms of your experience. And 
you know, in this area that immediately surrounds Khan is, is, is a great area. You know, there's so many things to do off campus that, you know, with the beaches, um, you know, if you're into hiking or fishing or any of those things, um, there's plenty to do. And, um, you know, it's, it's not urban and it's not rural. So it's, it's a nice mix um, for this area. So, uh, so that piece is different. Uh, and, and we'll see how that goes. We've had uh, all of our meetings have been in Zoom. Uh, Marianne and I walked up on campus the other day with our two dogs and uh, ran into a, a group of our freshmen and uh, they seem to be in great spirits and um, you know excited uh, that they're they're almost all the way through their quarantine because none of them come from red states so um, after they have their two positive two negative tests um, uh, you know they're free to do uh, a, a lot more on campus and I'm, I'm looking forward to, you know, this, this getting, you know, after September 11th, uh, when we're, when we're done with the remote everything, uh, to, you know, get together with them and, and get some things going. So. Awesome. So, um, just a little bit more on your team and then we'll kind of dive into the current recruiting situation, but, you know, you and I are both winter coaches. Um, you know, this is, uh, obviously a very different year than than we've ever had but uh, you know you and I, I think we've we've had some conversations about some of the positive things that could come out of this especially with regards to the NESCAC changing their start date of October 15th um, from November 1st mm -hmm. you know being able to have some small group work so you know what are your thoughts on going forward and, and some of the stuff you're going to be able to get done with your guys this season well I think uh I, I think the fact that we can start on October 15th is awesome. And um, we're going to have the ice in right now. Dayton Arena is the testing center. Um, but in a couple of weeks, turn the compressors on and we'll have the ice in and we'll get going on, on October 15th. And, you know, equally exciting is that, you know, Lisa and the spring coaches are going to be able to do fall training with their teams. And that's, you know, those two things combined make a huge difference for us in terms of our contact. And, you know, the, the phasing in with the NCAA where we have to work with small groups at the very beginning um, and, and can't go so hard at first, really as, as coaches allows us to, okay, we're going to work on some skill sets. We're going to work on, you know, muscle memory, um, we can we can do some system stuff early and get some things into place and uh and we plan on doing that while having fun at the same time and we don't know when our first game is going to be so we don't have that pressure on your shoulders to say we got 10 days to get all of this in and that sometimes can get in the way of um uh, of how people coach and how how kids or players learn and so um, you know, it's just getting into it and, and having that, that interaction with those guys would be really good. And I'm, I'm looking forward to, instead of dealing with, uh, 30 guys on the ice or what well, we have 28 guys on the ice, um, this year, um, you know, it's, it's groups of eight to 10 and you, you just get to know them a little better. They get to know you better. And, uh, if you can do that early, I think that that pays a lot of dividends in terms of, uh, you know, creating some. Um, you know, small area, small area stuff will help us with the skill piece, but I think far more important, we might be able to come closer as a group a little more quickly. So we'll see. 
we'll yeah, see. Couldn't agree with you more. Um, so, you know, we talked about a lot of the things that flannel aid kind of took on this summer in regards to trying to revamp or be creative with our recruiting with regards to our virtual tour and the audio tour. Um, but there, another wrench was thrown into the, to the mix here with some NESCAC regulations to try and make sure that every campus was safe and there was some equity amongst all of the schools. Um, can you talk a little bit about what's going on there and kind of the challenges that we're facing currently at Con and, you know, some ways in which you're kind of battling and uh, figuring out recruiting? Even. Yeah, it's, I mean, we've, we've got some real challenges because uh, right now the only people allowed on campus are those who are being tested. So that's the, the students, the faculty, and the staff. Uh, you can't come on campus, which for us, Con College is I, I have to believe it's it's one of the prettiest college campuses in the Northeast, if not in the country. It overlooks Long Island Sound. It's gorgeous. And, you know, you can, you know, talking and talking about what our values are and our mission is and our hockey program or, you know, what's whatever sport you're, you're coaching um, is one thing. But actually getting on campus and getting a feel and getting a vibe. You know, I mentioned we were up on campus um the other day with with our dogs it was beautiful it was a beautiful night um it was quiet you could you know you could see the Long Island sound there's kids hanging out on the green it was a great vibe and that's something that um you just you you, you can't replace and so that piece is is a bit of a challenge um and then on top of that when you get on campus you don't get to meet the people and the people who run the place i mean the the job that victor arcellus and uh um and and that sarah cardwell have done in terms of preparing things for um you know our testing uh so that these these the kids can have and the faculty can have as close to a, a college experience that's meaningful um and uh you know the, the way we would envision it has been great so it's hard when you when you can't get those recruits in front of those you know those people uh to talk about um, what what con has to offer and and how how it will prepare them for life down the road so um, we're so we have to rely on doing some things we got to go to technology we got to do a lot of zoom meetings a lot of recruiting um, via zoom um, reaching out to different people um, who know the kids um, and to get a vibe and and we get to do some evaluation online so I get my hockey TV account fired up and as the you know the midget and juniors you know junior hockey season start i'm i'm ready to watch a lot of video and i've watched a lot before but now and and every kid who writes me i look for their transcript and i want video send me some video of you playing and i don't want to see your highlights where you scored these goals i'd like to see games a good game where i can see where where your strengths and your weaknesses are and i think that that's really important um going forward so we just we just need to be more thorough um yeah because isn't this uh you know we have been running this podcast since a little bit this summer we've talked to a few other coaches and every sport is different uh lacrosse as i've said previously before is super fast and yeah you've got kids lined up to go ed1 if you talked to me a few months ago you know the stress was on the pressure was on still on because we're not done yet but for you summer is yes a time to be recruiting but really correct me if i'm wrong coach ward but fall for you is really the big yeah. the big time where 
before your season ramps up, you know, I know that you and Joe are on the road like Thursday through Sundays and you're, you're kind of all over the country. So now you're getting into that video world. We all thought that maybe the recruiting ban of NESCAC would be lifted by now. So you're kind of now entering that phase that some of us were in this summer. Um, but I like how you said you want raw footage. You don't want those highlights. Cause I've spent a summer, you know, watching film and ripping it apart. And I've actually started to be, I'm pretty Frank, but, uh, even more yeah. Frank that the film, I don't need a glory film. I need a raw talent film. Yeah. Um, yeah. if I'm going to evaluate you properly and, and full heartedly. So um, same thing. Like we don't need to see 15 shots in the back of the net of, of you having no defenders on you. We got to see when you get hit and how hard you're going to get back up. So talk a little bit about what, do you have a game plan for besides watching film? Do you have a game plan for what this fall recruiting wise, besides just using technology, anything that you want to share that if people are listening, yeah. no, I think how that- you get in front of coach Ward. Well, I think, I think there's a couple of things. Um, and first off, uh, you know, when we, when we talk about our recruiting ban, it's not just not NESCAC. It's like NCAA Division One isn't allowed to be on the road until the end of September right now. And ours, you know, we're just going to follow that. So Division Three pretty much is shut down in terms of the recruiting. So one of the things, and, and, it, and it's all stuff that we've done before, but um, for us, um, you know, I, I'm more interested. You don't win. You don't win hockey games uh, because of uh, of a building or you're the most skilled team. You you win games because of the people who you have. And the biggest thing is finding kids who, uh, young men who fit at con and um, you know will will grow to love it, um, love their teammates, um, battle for their teammates, um, and and bring us success as much success as possible. And also when, when you find a place that's a good fit for you, you're going to, it's going to lead down the road where you're going to get the best education you can and you're going to find the right job a lot more quickly afterwards because of that confidence that you build. So, um, so it means we have to talk to more people. So we've always called coaches. Um, and in the past I've, I've done this some, and now I'm doing it much more. I'm not only calling coaches, I'm calling, um, uh, I'm calling college counselors who are under a lot of pressure right now in the high schools and talking to the kids, college counselors, learning more about them as kids. What are they doing? Um, and, uh, and I'm talking to a lot of junior, I'm, I'm way more phone calls um, over the course of the summer in preparation for the fall um, to, and, and to a lot of places, parts unknown kind of places that we haven't reached into before. Um, We'll always have our traditional places that we've we've pulled kids from, but we're trying to expand that and and take the time now that we're not on the road, we can be on the phone and and kind of expand our our network, for lack of a better term, so that we're there. And, um, you know, really, it's it's interesting. The kids now that are reaching out are um, far more prepared and thorough um, than maybe they have been in the past, because uh, I think the smart families recognizing that recruiting can't be a buckshot thing. It's got to be pretty deliberate um, and finding the right place and being able to communicate your interests in that particular place and why. Um, Mm -hmm. 
which is harder when you can't get on campus. But I think that, you know, that's a challenge that can be overcome and we can, we can figure some things out. So just kind of segueing a little bit, uh, you know, you talked about being, you know, finding the right fit. Um, you know, I think that's a big thing for you and your recruiting um, spiel. And I think it's really important for everyone to understand that and, and hear that. I also, you know, you touched on a little bit with regards to like what's going on with the students you have on campus right now and handling um, some of the adversity that COVID is, um, you know, challenging them with. It's all about life lessons and, and you, you know, as a, as a relatively younger coach and, and you being a, a veteran coach, I, I do admire and, and take a lot of what you talk with your team about in regards to that being the overall message. You know, it's not just about ice hockey. It's not just about, you know, your sport. It's about this being a, a time in which you can prepare for life. So with that being said, I, I would imagine that with the stuff that's going on this summer, with regards to uh, the Black Lives Matter movement, the racism and, and things that are happening in this country. Um, you know, the, a lot of it sparked after the George Floyd murder. Um, I'm curious, like, what are your thoughts and, and feelings, you know, after seeing all of that? And, you know, what are some of the conversations or your hopes for your team um, in response to that? Um. Yeah, the just I mean, the, it's a it's a double whammy for our, our black community, the COVID and and Black Lives Matter um, movement, and uh, it's created um, some pretty incredible um, learning opportunities for for our guys. You know, college hockey, um, especially um, college hockey, is a you know predominantly white sport. We have you know, minorities sprinkled through and I'm really proud of uh, a lot of the stuff that's gone on with the NHL, you know, first off as a, you know, professional league and how they've handled COVID, but then how they've, um, and maybe not the NHL itself. I gotta, I gotta back that up. Um, the players have done a really nice job in terms of recognizing that they have a voice and, um, you know, that we are a sport that is, um, um, yeah, pretty white and we need to do a better job of making our sport available and accessible uh, to all kids and that's been a movement that's always been in a place uh, but uh, now it's getting accelerated and it's going to force um, you know the sp professional sports leagues but especially the, the National Hockey League in college um, sports to open doors so that more kids more minority kids um, kids who don't have um, you know the the financial wherewithal to be able to really get into the sport and, you know, really learn what it has to offer. And, uh, um, I see it as, um, you know, we're privileged, you know, we're privileged, you know, to, to be, have the opportunity that we have, uh, to continue to play college hockey at the level that we're at, at the level of school academically that we're at. And that those doors need to be open to more kids, um, from everywhere. And so, that's a, that's a big challenge. And, you know, we're, it's not something that's going to happen overnight. Um, the George Floyd issues and the things that are happening in the country. I mean, it's hard for me to feel, I don't know how, how to feel like I can't mimic that, but I got to understand there's a real problem and I got to be part of the solution. And that's the same thing for our guys. And, uh, it's the same thing with dealing with, with COVID. We have to be selfless, tough, and disciplined about everything that we do. And, uh, you know, can't just talk about it. We gotta, 
got to have some action. And it's not something that happens overnight. It's something that takes a long while. So for my guys, I think that there's some, some, some gentlemen uh, who are playing professional hockey in August. How cool is that? Um, in the playoffs. And, you know, they're, 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 they've, they've become some really strong role models for, for our guys. And uh, I think as, you know, so many discussions on campus with our faculty about how to manage it, how to help, um, you know, our, our black professors, our, our minority professors who are not in great numbers and, and we continue to build that have, have lots to say that we've learned a ton from. And, uh, it's, it's been really helpful for me, um, to, to, to work with my kids, uh, moving forward. So it's a long road. It's something, you know, but we got to walk the, you know, we got to walk the walk and talk, you know, not just, not just talk, you know, we've got to put some things into action. So we, as a group, you know, we'll plan on be doing that. And we'd be pretty involved in the community all along. So that itself shouldn't be hard. It's just, you know, being willing to um, let your hair down, have some, some conversations that make you really uncomfortable, um, and then come out of that, you know, and we're better to be at a Connecticut College Liberal Arts Institution to do that. Um, this is real, this is real life stuff. And, um, we, we got to, you know, we got to act on it. We have a responsibility for that. That's what this podcast is about is to share ideas, share knowledge, um, show people why Connecticut college is the great place that it is and, and why our programs thrive and why it's a privilege to be an athlete, you know, wearing the camel names across your chest. So I think, you know, I love, we, the three of us have a, a really good working relationship. We have a fun relationship, but I think uh, whenever you speak coach Ward, we listen and the times that you want to listen to us, you do. <laughs> Whether it's about eating a pack of Oreos or if we're struggling with something that you can shed some light on, but um, it's a really fun dynamic. And I think when you speak, a lot of people listen and you're right. We, I, pre-COVID and pre, you know, Black Lives Matter, I just always told my kids, you have to be comfortable with the uncomfortable. Now I related that to running and being in situations that they didn't like to be in. Mm -hmm. um, but what better time than the present to have to be that? And I'm, I'm learning it myself. Lacrosse is a predominantly white affluent sport because of how much it costs. Same with hockey. And, you know, we, we got to do better. Um, same as you, Coach Ward, I don't think we just go out and try and recruit some cookie-cutter kid. We try and recruit the right kid, doesn't matter where they're from, doesn't matter if they've had 10 years playing or two months, right? We just want the best kid for making our program better. But I think there's a lot of conversations we got we to gotta engage our kids with a little bit more um, and be comfortable with the uncomfortable. Um, yeah. It's going to make our programs better, our kids better, and it's going to make Connecticut College better. So always love what you have to say. I mean, September, we're gearing up for Labor Day. I mean, yeah. what do you got on docket for Labor Day? You're going to go. That was, that was humbling. Thank you, um, Lisa. But, um, yeah, so this is a, this is a weekend that's a, it's a heavy hockey weekend, and there's um, midget slash U18 tournaments um that are that are going on um uh a lot of the prep schools um 
are either keeping their kids on campus or they've set up a policy where they're learning from remotely for the first month so they can participate in off-campus activities like um, uh, fall, uh, a, a fall U18 club team season. So there are some tournaments that are getting going and then on both sides of the border, um, different junior hockey leagues. So kids who've graduated, mostly kids who've graduated from high school or moved on from U18 teams, um, their, their seasons are, their training camps and everything are, are, are going on now. And they're going to start a little bit later. In Canada, they're going to start much later, um, but they're going to start a little bit later. And then once that gets going, we'll be, we'll be doing a lot of video. Um, so do any of these places um, either live stream or film that you can yeah, watch in real time that there, you don't? Yeah, yeah there's, a, there's a couple of recruiting services like Neutral Zone and then uh, video things on, online called uh, 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 Hockey TV where they mm -hmm. stream games live and you can capture those games. And I throw them into our huddle account, break them down. Um, and, yeah. and use those as well. So that's what our plan is moving forward this fall um, with our recruiting. So Labor um, Day is a big recruiting weekend for you normally. Yeah, it, it, it's, there's, there's already stuff that's going on now. So Labor Day is, a, it, 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 it's, and then it doesn't stop. It just keeps right. going. So there's, a, and you guys are in the same boat. There's, there's plenty out there. You know, my, my feeling is though, I just want to make sure that the people who are running these tournaments keep the kids safe. and. Mm -hmm you know, that the coaches, the kids, and all the people who are involved in it stay safe, um, you know, and that kind of um, shows that, that we, can, we can move on here and, and have success with our sport um, that we love. So, and, and making sure that we're, we're all healthy and safe. So that, that, that my be best friend Joe coming in your office? No, that is oh. that is Mrs. Ward. Oh, hey, welcome to the camera again. That's your guest number two. <laughs> Give an intro, Coach Ward. This is my wife, Marianne Ward, who is now running the test center here in Dayton Arena. So um, family affair. It's Moving a forward. real brain tease. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Coach Ward, are you ready? I'm ready. We're going to fire off some fire. questions. And yep. remember, key word is rapid. Got it. So no ums, no pauses. <laughs> the first thing that comes to your head. You ready? Got it. Favorite movie? Hunt for Red October. Great. Never seen it. Is it good? Sorry. <laughs> it's unbelievable. In any, right, Jack, uh, in any Jack Ryan movie. I like okay. It. Um, favorite meal? Ooh. Chicken parm, but we had a really good steak the other night. It was really mm, good. Two of yeah. my favorites. Good Thank job. You. Yep. Uh, favorite holiday? Hmm. I'm, a, I'm a big, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm a big, I'm a big Christmas fan. I love Christmas. Okay. It's fun. Good. Favorite place that you've traveled or a vacation spot, something like favorite spot, favorite place you've been to? Banff, Alberta. Banff National Park in Alberta. All right. If uh, you have worn a lot of hats, as we've learned, you've been a teacher, you've worked in different places, but if you weren't coaching, what would you be doing? I have a degree in forestry and I went to school with the idea that I was going to be 
like a forest a, ranger, forest ranger, or a wildlife game management, or something along those lines, and uh, got myself caught up in coaching. So um, maybe, maybe uh, that's what we can do in my my second career. We'll see. Okay. Tell us what you would what you typically do on an off day. Uh, hang out with uh, my lovely wife and. <laughs> Uh, and, and two dogs. We've always got a project going on at home. And we have this awesome place up in Maine, uh, in Naples, Maine, that we uh, picked up when we were doing the boarding school thing. And that's, that's, our, that's, that's, a, that's our, our favorite place in the world outside of, of Banff when we go for a vacation destination. Okay. Um, we're going to do a couple more. Sure. This one, just because I know you're going to take forever to think about. If you were stuck on a deserted island but could only have three things, what would they be? Uh, Marianne, a refrigerator um, full of food, and I'm happy. Good okay. Your favorite or top favorite camel moment in your 17 years? I know you're not going to be able to pick one. You probably got like 45. But give me like – give us your top camel moment. Beat Hamilton – um, in the quarterfinals four or five years ago, um, actually five, six years ago versus Hamilton, um, JC Cangelosi, um, off a pass from Joe Birmingham scored an overtime game winner. And that was, that was a really, because that team is a team that got through a ton of adversity and we got ourselves into the semifinals. I'd say this year, watching the reaction of our guys when we beat Trinity, who are number one team this year. And seeing how pumped up and happy they were was, you know, my most recent uh, positive memory. And then the other ones is just watching how these guys have been so successful after they're done at con. Like we've got some guys that are doing some really special things and um, have had a lot of success in life after. So I'll sprinkle those through those in it as well. It's fun okay. to evolve as people. Yeah, I dig it. All right. Two more. Are you ready? Yep. If you were an animal, what would you be and why? Um, you know, I'd probably be probably be a wolf or a dog or something along those lines, can, along the canine line. Um, you know, I think I think they have a pretty good life. I like that. I think they have a pretty good life. Okay. Last one. What's your favorite quote? It depends on the day. Oh boy. Okay, let's just go in the moment. How are you feeling? In the moment. Give us your best quote. It's the one that I put on your uh, uh, put on your board. It's hard to, you know, hard to soar like an eagle when you're surrounded by turkeys. So, all time sure, favorite quote of mine as well. You changed sure, my life that day. My father in law gave me that, and and we apply that to everything that we do. Who are your friends? Who are the people you surround yourself with? You know, are you are they helping you be a better person? And uh, um, I think that. You know, and I think that says a lot about the kind of community we have here. No turkeys. No turkeys. That has been on my board since the day you wrote it. And yep. every recruit that comes into my office and sees that their parents, they like look at it a little bit. I go, that, that's staying forever. So you yep. either vibe with it or you don't. But that's what's going on in Coach Vogley's office because of yep. Coach Ward. So good. good. I love it. I, I was going to have a, I was going to have a little OT extra one, but I know that it would start a whole new podcast. It was going to be, who's your favorite Peloton instructor? Because coach Ward and I are coach Ward is having his own competition with his niece via the Peloton, but mm -hmm. I get those lovely 
little workout sent to me every day. So when I'm not near my Peloton and Coach Ward does a two-hour workout, I feel worthless. But the, uh, you're a good, you're a good checker inner and accountability coach because then when I see Ward sends me one, I got to go and do it, and yeah. I got to beat him, or I find one and he does it. But we have different, we have different music styles, right? Yes, you do. Yes. <laughs> Coach Ward is the the rock and roll kind of guy. And I'm like, you got to do this EDM, like house music yeah. one. And he's like, get me off his bike. No, not happy. But we're vibing on those Peloton rides, right, my friend? Absolutely. We're going to do, let's just tell people what we're going to do. What are we going to do? The big one coming up. We are going to do this 45-minute Tabata ride that has, what, 56 yeah. sprints or uh, Tabatas. Which, 56 is a lot. <laughs> did, it, did it this morning. Oh, you did? I didn't get, I didn't get a message yet. No. You said you were going to do it this weekend, so you're cheating me. How did it go? Don't scare me because I'm going to do it. It was good. It was challenging. It was hard. Did but you puke? Good. No. Oh. We're I'm not, just going to say. We're not doing I, any of that. I love <laughs> Chibata, by the way. Chibata! <laughs> So, so do I. So do I. That's why I do Tabata to eat Tabata. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, my All right, friend. It's Coach always a pleasure. Uh, great talking to you, catching in. We wish you all the best this semester to your guys, to you, your family. So many good things coming down the way for you. Yes. A lot of positivity, a lot of progress. Way to be back. Uh, COVID testing later this afternoon. Looking forward to it and seeing you guys. But thanks for being on this podcast. and sharing your story with the camel cast. Excellent. Thanks guys. Appreciate it.